Now, here are five reasons why you should watch 2017's Leatherface. Coming up on Said Talks Horror. Now, Leatherface is a 2017 retelling of the origin story of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's most prominent killer, Jedediah Sawyer, also known as Leatherface. Now, this story picks up during Jed's birthday party in which his family is thrown for him. Now, everyone is happy and feeling quite festive, but this movie establishes itself right off the bat as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film because this isn't an ordinary birthday party. We already see the family are holding hostages by reenacting the classic dinner scene as they feed one of their hostages a birthday cake made with pig entrails. But things turn up faster as Werner and Drayden, who seems to be the leaders of this version of the clan, give young Jed Sawyer a birthday present. <laughs> and as you guessed it, it's his very own iconic chainsaw. So the family is gleefully trying to coerce the young Jed to power up the chainsaw and kill the hostage. But the young boy is apprehensive. And that is when Drayden forces him to cut into the knee of the hostage. But even that is not enough to make Jed a killer. So he tosses the chainsaw away as he wants nothing to do with harming another person. So then his mother Verna scolds him and then consoles him. But we as the audience see the hostage receive a ball peen hammer to the head, thus crushing his skull and killing him. And it was done by none other than Grandpa Sawyer. Now, in most iterations of these films, Grandpa is usually willing to kill his victims, but is just too frail to execute the kills. But this younger, more spry grandpa turns this guy head into mashed potatoes. So we later pick up with this young couple driving down the road with the woman trying to get a little cuddle time with her boyfriend. He spots something in the road and nearly crashes, but manages to maintain his treading. But the girlfriend gets out to see what's lying in the road. And we then get a visual of a young boy wrapped up in a pig's carcass with the head of a cow as a mask. The little boy then dashes off into the woods and the young woman chases after him. Now, why she does this, I don't know. Because he's obviously okay as he was able to run away from her and play roadside games with animal carcasses. But being the typical horror movie character, people are just stupid in horror movies. Now in the end, the young woman is lured into the Sawyer barn and falls into a trap set by both Drayden and Jed. And although she's not dead, she is hanging on for dear life. But she is finally killed when the Sawyers drop an entire engine motor on top of her faint body, thus smashing her into pieces. But as it turns out, the young woman was the daughter of the local sheriff, Hal Hartman. Drayden is then arrested by the authorities, but maintains his innocence. And that is when Ranger Hartman places a gun to his head and vows to shoot him. But his fellow officers remind him that he must do the right things by the book and by the law. And that is when Verna demands that Hal releases her sons. But since this isn't the first incident where people have mysteriously died and the Sawyers were at the scene of the crime, Ranger Hartman, out of revenge, takes all of Verna's children because he feels she needs to know what it's like to lose a child herself. But since Drayden was of age, we can assume that he did a little prison time. But as for the others, they were taken in protective custody. So this movie picks up 10 years later and we are at Gorman Institute where we learned that due to legislation in Texas, there was a program that removed children who were in bad parent homes and given new names and identities to serve as a fresh start. That is where we meet Lizzie or Nurse Elizabeth, 
who is excited to be the best possible nurse and create a friendly atmosphere for her new patients. So she is briefly warned that many of the children in Gorman are not good kids. And if they weren't there, they would be in prison or in a mental institution. But being new, young and bright eyed, Nurse Liz attempts to make friends with all of the patients. But that is where we meet Bud, Jackson, Isaac and Clarice, who are not as innocent as they seem on the surface. And that is when Verna Sawyer comes back into the picture. Or shall I say, Verna Carson, who has since married into money and her husband is now a ruthless lawyer. So she's at the hospital to get her son Jed back. And after being told that she could never have her son back, she takes it upon herself to break Jed out of the institution to come back with her. And that is that breach that causes all chaos to unfold because the patients start to attack the staff and the entire place is put on lockdown. But not before Jackson, Clarice, Isaac, and Bud are able to overpower the guards and escape. And as for Bud, he bludgeons two guards to death and also Dr. Lang in the manner that is consistent with the iconic behavior of Leatherface. Now, due to a little twist of fate and with Nurse Liz coming to the rescue of the main children earlier in the movie, when one of the patients tries to attack her, Jackson comes to her rescue and she has no other option but to leave with them. Because though Jackson and Bud try to protect her, Nurse Liz is essentially kidnapped and held hostage by the group due to her position as a bargaining chip if they need it. Because Isaac and Clarice are no fans of the nurse and both want her dead. But meanwhile, Ranger Hartman investigates the scene at Gorman and he warns his fellow officers that whoever did this was not the work of a confused child, but someone who is truly evil. He even instructs them that to consider the escapees as armed and dangerous and to develop a shoot first mentality upon spotting them. So the crew then winds up at a diner and they end up doing their best variation of dining and dashing. So they rob the place, kill a few people, including the cop and completely wreck havoc. But this causes one of the bystanders to shoot Bud in the stomach and being the hulking beast that he is, it barely manages to slow him down as the group escapes. But at this point, with the way this movie is set up, you would think you're watching The Devil's Rejects with teenagers. We didn't get a love scene with Isaac and Clarice, Liz nursing Bud back to health, and even a fight scene between Isaac and Jackson when Liz tries to escape. But once again, Jackson keeps coming to a rescue, and this causes Isaac to tell Bud that he's an idiot and a fool and doesn't understand why God bothered to make him. But later, we're taken to a scene where Isaac is taking a leak, and Bud bashes him in the head with a tree branch. Then, once again, we get another iconic scene where Bud is dragging Isaac's faint body through the woods, slowly and methodically contemplating what to do with him. But Bud then takes Isaac's head next to a nearby rock, opens up his mouth, wedges his teeth onto a rock, and with his feet, he crushes Isaac's skull in. I mean, this is a very brutal scene. And even though they cut away, the brutality is still there. It's like an homage to the 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where the anticipation, sound, and acting fills in all the gaps of what we don't see. But more importantly, these actions are typical of the eventual Leatherface character. And it's good to see the origins of his character take shape. But the next morning, Clarice is looking for a missing Isaac and ends up finding Ranger Hartman and his officers. After torturing Clarice for a while, Hartman shoots her in the head once she crosses the line and mocks his dead daughter. As you can see, Hartman is very reminiscent of Sheriff Waddell from the Rob Zombie movies. He realizes that to destroy the monsters, you must first become a monster. 
And while some would say that he's supposed to be a model policeman and protect the integrity of the badge, and you would be correct, but he's dealing with people whose moral compass is upside down, and the only thing they understand is violence. And Hartman is the perfect protagonist in this situation. Now, Hartman and his men have their eyes set on Bud and Jackson because they then unleash hunting dogs as they feel that they are close. But the duo, along with Nurse Liz, who's caught in the middle of loyalty and hostage, managed to evade the hunting dogs by hiding inside the dead carcass of a cow. And later, all three emerge from the cow's body, a bloody mess. And that is when Nurse Liz spots an officer. She starts to scream for help, and now it becomes a face-to-face -face meeting with the two escapees and law enforcement. And we then get a scene where a police officer is shooting Bud point blank as he's walking toward the officer as he's tanking these bullets. He starts to choke the officer and boom, out of nowhere, the officer blows Bud's brains out. And now as a viewer, you're looking at this like, wait, what just happened? He, he just shot Leatherface. Does Leatherface die in this movie? What's going on? But meanwhile, that same officer dies horrifically as Jackson disarms him, bludgeons him with his own gun, drags his body over to his own squad car, wedges his head in between the door of the car and just slams and kicks and squashes his head in. Now, as both he and his hostage nurse Liz drive off, now he's in the passenger side freaking out over Bud's death and nurse Liz is trying to talk some sense into Jackson. But then Hartman is gaining ground on them both and starts to shoot. And one of the strays catches Jackson right across the face. And that is when reality sets in. Because at this point, we've been had, took, bamboozled, led astray. Because Leatherface was never Bud. Bud was just a red herring. I mean, he was the perfect picture of what a young Leatherface was supposed to look like. But no, Jackson would prove to be Leatherface because he is Jedediah Sawyer. Because this is confirmed when Hartman drags Nurse Liz out of the car and ties up Jackson. He informs her that Jackson is Jedediah Sawyer and his plan is to kill him tonight. But Hartman himself has also lost touch with reality because he also plans to kill Nurse Liz, who's innocent, was just a hostage. We then get another scene where one of Hartman's men informs Verna that Jed is close and that Hartman has him. But apparently he had an arrangement to help Verna find her son in exchange for money. So she tosses the money at him. And as he goes to pick it up, Nubins, also known as the hitchhiker from the 1974 movie, stabs him and both Nubins and Drayden throw the officer into their feral pig pen and the pigs eat him alive. And so we finally get a face off with the Sawyer family and Hartman because he now has every one of them in his sights and is about to pull the trigger when he is ambushed by Jed slash Jackson. And we're then taken to a scene where Verna first finds a wounded Jed. So she stitches up his face together and then clumps that bullet wound down with a brand new mask. And for the first time, we see the beginning stages of Leatherface. And around this time is when the movie finally becomes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Because that's when Nurse Liz wakes up and she's in a room with a wounded and still alive Hartman. So the two try to escape the Sawyer house. And this allows us as the viewers to get a look at the classic and iconic look inside that house that started it all back in 1974. I mean, because there's bones, carcasses, blood and limbs everywhere. But they are quickly captured and brought right back into the Sawyer's living room where we get our first full body shot of a young Leatherface. Because instead of trying to beg and plead for his life, Hartman antagonizes Leatherface and he gets his hands cut off with the chainsaw. 
And then as this coup de gras, Jed plunges the chainsaw into the chest of Hartman and guts him like a fish. I mean, this is one of the bloodier scenes. And I think this payoff was really great because this is Leatherface fully realized. Because this is finally a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, Nurse Liz escapes from Newbins and run away. And as Leatherface run after her, she manages to get her leg caught in a bear trap. But when he starts to bear down on her, she appeals to his humanity by insisting that she was always nice to him and tried to help him. And this appears to work. But Verna arrives and speaks against Liz. And Liz continued to appeal to his humanity because, as I said earlier, it appears to work. But Liz makes one mistake. And while appealing to his humanity, she calls Verna crazy. The one thing you never do to a sawyer is talk about the family. Because we as normal human beings might say the phrase that blood is thicker than water. But a wise man once said that the saw is family. And this causes Leatherface to cut Liz's head off with his chainsaw. And he lets out a primal scream. But not one like the other screams. This is a different kind of scream. Because one can easily say that this was his last sign of humanity left with him because Leatherface traditionally will always act on demand when his family gives him a command but there was a bit of humanity left in him and when he killed the only one person who was ever nice to him this signified that Jed is dead and he is and will always be Leatherface and as the final scene we get this iconic shot of Leatherface stitching together a new mask but this mask is made from Nurse Liz's face and he puts it on and even puts on makeup. I mean, this is a direct callback to his woman's face in the 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> what an ending. But should you watch this movie? If so, then why? Reason number one, it's unique. I mean, this movie retells the Texas Chainsaw Massacre story from a fresh set of eyes. And though most people found this movie to be a bad movie, I like the liberties taken with this to give us a new origin story. And if I were to retell the story, it would be closer to this movie, Leatherface, than any other movies. But hey, that's just me. What about you? And reason number two, Toby Hooper and Kim Hinkle were involved. Now, having the originators of this movie to be involved in a sequel is always good. And I think their involvement meant that this retelling stuck within the boundaries of what could be messed with without destroying any of the pre-established continuity. And reason number three, the swerve. Now, I honestly like that they gave us a red herring using Bud for the majority of this movie. I mean, he looked the part and acted the part and then throw us a curveball near the end to that payoff. And for me, this movie does have a great payoff. You can insert this movie into the franchise, make it canon, and never lose any of the pre-established continuity. And reason number four, Steven Dorff saves this movie. Now, when you're dealing with a movie about a murderous clan, you need a protagonist that is willing to go the distance and see that they are killed. And I think Steven Dorff gave us a character that didn't allow the murderous clan to run wild. And as I stated earlier, he was Sheriff Waddell to the Firefire family. I mean, this killer family needs a legitimate threat because without a threat, this movie itself becomes repetitive. And Steven Dorff balanced this movie out. And I'm grateful for the role he played. And reason number five, Hooperisms. Now, this movie could have been ultra bloody, but sometimes it opted to use sound, atmosphere, and psychology to create a kill scene. And in this movie, it worked. Yes, some of the scenes were bloody, but this movie had so many opportunities to give us an art the clown type of bloodbath. But instead, it used a lot of what made the 1974 movie great. 
And to pay homage to that was really special. Because in the end, this movie started as a fugitive movie and morphed into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And I appreciate the liberties and the transitions this movie went through to tell that story. And to do so, they made sure that Jed slash Jackson would do things much different than Leatherface. Because Leatherface doesn't have his own mind. He allows his family to think for him. And Jed and Jackson are somewhat leaders. And to perfectly show that progress into Leatherface was a brilliant idea. And I highly recommend this movie. And until next time, when said talks. Horror.